Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Old Nerd New Tricks. I am the Man Nerd. And I am Old Man Nerd. Yeah, that's right. I'm here with my dad. We're hanging out and I'm teaching him how to play D&D, along with all of you guys. So we're taking this step by step. Have you ever thought Dungeons and Dragons seems cool, but I really don't even know the first thing about it? There are so many dice. It seems too complicated. D&D is only for people into that sort of thing. The good news is you're not alone. I've had those same thoughts and had many, many questions. Old Nerd New Tricks is here to help ease you into D&D without any pressure of jumping straight into a game. Today's episode, we will be talking about the character sheet, the character of the one that you just made. We made one last episode, so if you don't know what we're talking about, you might want to go back one episode. So today, are you ready? Are you ready, old man nerd? We're going to get deep into it. I am ready. Okay. We are using D&D Beyond to do this. So go into your D&D Beyond account, and I have sent you a link to join a campaign so I can see kind of what you're doing with your character. Add it. So add your character to that. So he just clicked the link and then added his already made character into that campaign. So here we are. Now, click on view to view your character. He's magnificent. Yes, very, very magnificent. A level one half-orc fighter but you already have a pretty significant backstory, which we will put in. Well, I'll tell you how to put into your character sheet after we're done here. Okay. Okay, so to start out, this sheet looks very complicated. Am I, am I right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looks my, like my tax returns. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on here, but it's really not that complicated once you know what you're looking at. So right on the top here, you're gonna see those stats. Strength, Dexterity, Constitution, Intelligence, Wisdom, Charisma. That's all those stats that we built previously when we were building the character. So right below the plus or minus numbers, it shows you a big number. And that's what your stats are at. So your Strength is at 15, your Dexterity 11, Constitution 15, Intelligence 9, Wisdom 8, and Charisma 13. Now the number on top of that is the modifier based on the number. So since strength and constitution are your highest stats, you get the highest modifier. You get a plus two to that. So anything that has to do with strength or constitution, you're going to get an advantage on that because your stats are higher. And then the same goes for like wisdom. You get a negative one since that's your lowest stat. Or dexterity, you just don't get anything. It's just a zero. So you just stay out where you're at. So how that translates. Let's go straight into like a check here. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna get into some dice rolling. Now, since you don't have any real dice, you can do this on D&D Beyond on the bottom left. You will see a isosahedron on the bottom left, all the way bottom left of your screen. You'll just see it. See a D20 there in a red circle. Okay, yeah, I see it. It's like a, like a, almost like a pentagon. Yeah, okay, so you're gonna go ahead and click on that, and then it'll bring up a menu of all the other dice. So in D&D, you have several different dice that you can use. You've got the D4, four-sided, D6, six-sided, eight-sided, 10-sided, 
You have a 12-sided and 20-sided. You also have a percentile dice, which we really won't get into today, and a D100 that we really won't get into today. So basically, we just work with the D4, D6, D8, 10, 12, and 20. That's our main ones. So if you want to just roll a straight D20, you would go up all the way to the top to the D20, highlight it, and it tells you D20, and just click on it. Okay, and then it's a, got it. And then click roll on the bottom. Three, that's not so good, is it? Okay, so a three. So you rolled pretty low on that. So depending on what we were going for, that could be bad. What we're gonna do here is now that you know how to roll that dice, I'm going to actually show you one more thing. Click on the D20 again, bring up that menu. And then you're going to click on the D20 twice. Okay. And then you see how it shows a little two there? That means you're going to be rolling two of them. I gotcha. So go ahead and roll that. Do I want to clear that previous roll? Yes. Rolling. Ooh, 14 plus 13 equals 27. Now you know how to bring up those dice and roll them if you need to just by what you need to roll. Now, a lot of this stuff, actually, you can do it automatically by clicking in on your character sheet. So what we're going to do here is under the box that has PROF, Mod, Skill, Proficiency, Modifier, Skill, you'll see Acrobatics, Animal Handling, Arcana, Athletics, Deception, History. You see that? It is to the right of the saving throws. It is right under Skills. If you go to the bottom of it, it'll say Skills. Towards the middle. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so this is where you're gonna, you'd be, you'd go if you're gonna be doing checks. So let's say you tell the DM that, hey, I'd like to look around and, you know, see if I can find a clue. So he'll probably say something like, okay, why don't you give me an investigation check? So you would go to that column there and then find investigation, which is towards the middle. And one cool thing about D&D Beyond here, you could roll your own dice, which would be 1d20, and then your modifier is a negative 1, since you're not so good at investigation. So you would just subtract 1 from that number. So D&D Beyond is cool because all you have to do is click that negative 1 there, and it will roll it and calculate it with the negative. Oh, cool. Okay. I'm rolling. Plus minus 1 equals 17. 17. So that would be probably pretty good. It depends on what the DM's doing and what he decides, you know, to give you with certain numbers. Usually a a crit, which would be a 20, would give you, you know, what you need to know if there's anything available. Or if you were lower, he'd probably just say, you've got nothing, or he might give you a little tidbit. It really depends on the DM and the number. So along that same thing, let's say that you want to identify an animal. So let's do a nature check going to go down from investigation two to nature and you're proficient in that so you get a bonus so you get a plus one on that so go ahead and click on that 12 plus one equals 13 all right so you got a dm might give you a little something there normally probably not but maybe a little something and then let's just go to your highest stat there on this whole column that's going to be athletics so let's say you want to do a pretty sweet move and it's going to require a lot of athleticism. So roll me an athletics check. And you get a plus four to that. I'm just rolling the one dice, correct? Yeah, you're just going to click on that plus four. Because it'll roll a 1d20, and then it'll calculate the plus four to that. Okay, and three. if you were to do it yourself, you would 
roll a d20, take that number and just add four to it. Okay, uh, 13 plus four equals 17. Okay, so that's pretty good. So you'd probably succeed depending on what the DM, you know, has in mind. All right, so you get the basic idea of the skills column there. Yeah. A d20 plus or minus, and the DM will tell you exactly what to roll. All right, now let's move on to the saving throws. So at the top of the skills column to the left, you have saving throws. Got it. Saving throws, the DM can have you do that for certain things like traps you don't see or attacks that are coming your way. There's certain attacks that do require saving throws. There's certain magical spells that require that. So there's various different things you can do here. What we'll do here is let's say the DM says, roll me a constitution saving throw. So we're gonna do the same thing here that we did on the other checks. So you go to constitution, C-O-N, con, and then just click on the plus four because that's one of your highest stats. You'll roll it and see what you get. I got a 12 plus four, 16. Okay, so it depends on what's happening, but if it's a spell that requires a DC, difficulty check of uh what was your number 16 total 16 let's just say it was 16 then you made it if it was 15 you wouldn't have made it if it was any higher than 16 then you make it and it depends on what the spell or what the attack does sometimes if you save you still take damage but only half sometimes nothing happens to you it really depends on the situation but that could be the same thing for like dexterity check so if you roll that, go ahead and roll that, or a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> Two. <laughs> okay, so I'm let's dead. say something's, <laughs> something's coming at you, and you roll a dexterity saving throw at a two, so you do not dodge it. It hits you full bore. You're going to take some damage. <laughs> and we'll go into damage and everything later on. All right, so now moving on from the saving throws, any questions about that? No, that seems pretty cut, cut and dry. Okay, so down below that you have your senses. Or I should have said cut and die in that in that. Uh, <laughs> There's the dad joke. <laughs> okay, so your passive wisdom perception, and then your passive intelligence or investigation, and your pass passive wisdom insight. So these are all the numbers of things where you don't really have to roll for. If they are, the DM should know this. So let's say you're walking around something and you should be able to see something. If, it, if his difficulty rating for that is a nine or lower, then you'll automatically see it. Okay. And then the same for investigation or insight. That's just passive. That's just all it should be. Now you have dark vision. What that means is you could see in the dark up to 60 feet. Not all characters have that. So that must be from uh, your your race. That must have come from your race choice. Sometimes it comes from other, other things. Now down below that, you have your proficiencies. Armor, you're proficient in heavy armor, light armor, medium armor, and shields. If you're not proficient in certain armors and you wear them, then you would get disadvantage on certain things like you know stealth or acrobatics or athletics or something like that. So you're proficient in those, so you can wear those and pretty much have no drawbacks depending on the armor that you're wearing. 
and you're proficient in martial weapons and simple weapons. So basically all basic weapons and you have Mason's tools. Ooh, and you are proficient at land vehicles. So that's cool. And then your languages would be there. It looks like we didn't have any languages picked out, but everybody speaks common. We would think that you would speak orc and probably one more. And then you can gain languages through certain things as you go. All right. So any questions on proficiencies? Nope. All right. So moving on from that, we've already got this whole section to the left taken care of. So we're going to go right up to the top, right to the middle, and it says proficiency plus two bonus. So that is your proficiency bonus, which will translate to other things like when you attack or if you're a magic user, when you use magic. And then to the right of that is your walking speed. So you can move 30 feet per turn. And then inspiration, if you say something funny or do something awesome and the DM's like, you know what, that was pretty good, you get inspiration. Then you click on that and you get the little little sun thing right there. And that means you can use that once and you could use it to take advantage on a roll. Okay. Meaning you can roll twice and take the biggest number. To the right of that are your hit points. So that's your health. You have 12 hit points. Your current is 12 because you're at max. Your max is 12. So you haven't lost any. You can gain temporary hit points from certain magical effects and certain items. But we're not really going to get into that right now. Below the hit points is conditions. Now you would add certain conditions if, let's say, go ahead and click on that box. It'll bring up another box. So let's say something blinds you, then you would click the blinded, and then that would affect you in different ways. And then charmed, if a magical spell charmed you and somebody can basically control you. And then other things like that. Poisoned, petrified, prone, restrained, stunned, that sort of thing. As that stuff happens, you would just click that and then activate it under conditions. Got it. That would be at the instruction of the dungeon master? Correct. Okay. Then to the left of that is defenses, resistances, immunities, or vulnerabilities. And you really don't have any right now. You might be able to gain some at some point, but you don't have any at the moment. Then to the left of that is your armor class. So when somebody rolls an attack against you, they're basically going to roll a d20, and then they're going to have a modifier on top of that. And then if they roll less than if they roll less than ten, then they do not hit you. If they roll more than ten, they hit you. And you can gain certain things on your armor class by getting armor, by uh, certain items, by upping some of your stats. So that really does help. The initiative to the left of armor class. That is what you roll when you're going to go into battle to know who goes on what turn. So you would roll a d20, and then this would be your modifier there. You don't have a modifier for initiative based on your stats, so it's just a zero. So you just roll a straight d20 and then tell the DM, and he would get the rolls from everybody else and whoever or whatever you're fighting to know the order of battle. Any questions on any of that? No. Nope. All right, moving on to the main one here. There's a lot involved here. So we are going to start under actions. So actions, it tells you what you can do. But before we get to that, let's go right to inventory. To the right of that, go ahead and click it. Got it. 
Okay, so this is all the inventory that you picked uh, when we made your character. So go ahead, you'll see a, a box, a white box next to certain items. Now you're going to want to equip this stuff. So some things like a shield, if you don't want one of your hands to be, you know, occupied with a shield, you would unequip it. And then you'd say, you'd tell the DM before you fight, I'm going to equip it. So that could take an item interaction. He could make it take an action depending on the situation. So you definitely want to tell him that. But if you don't want, if you want to avoid that and just carry a shield, shield all the time, you can just have a shield on, equip the whole time. So let's go ahead and equip your chainmail. So click on that box. Okay, I am clothed. Okay, so you've got chainmail on, and look at your armor class. Oh, so you see that it raised oh, from okay, a, from it. a ten to a sixteen. Got yep. it. And then you'll see under your skills that now you have disadvantage on stealth checks because of your armor because it's big old heavy armor so if you have to roll a stealth check and hide then you would roll the d20 twice and take the lowest number okay get that next to stealth i would just hit the uh yeah hit the hit the plus zero and then it's gonna roll it once and then you just roll it again and you take the lowest number that you got (laughs) i had a 17 and then uh, my second roll was a two (laughs) So you'd take the two, unfortunately. <laughs> and the way to tell if you have disadvantage on that is that D that's right next to the plus zero now. And okay. then if you unequip the chain mail, you no longer have that. But your armor class drops down to 10. Certain armor's going to give you pretty decent armor and then no disadvantage, but probably not as good as, you know, the chain mail here. It really depends on the item. Okay. So let's go ahead and equip your crossbow bolts, your crossbow light, Got it. and your two warhammers. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh, is is that a is that a common style of fighting, or should I go with the shield? You can do damage. Oh no, you can do damage no. with the shield, right? Uh no, you cannot. Well, it depends. It depends on what the DM allows, but most of the time you cannot. But two-weapon fighting is very, very common. And these these weapons, let's see, five feet, bludgeoning damage, they're pretty good. Yeah, so you can you can have two weapons in each, or one weapon in each hand, two of them, and you can make two attacks. So that's if you can do two-weapon fighting, which I believe you can. So let's go check that. Yeah, I think we checked on that. So go up to inventory, and then to the left of that, let's go to actions. Okay, so now you see your crossbow there and your warhammers. See that? Yes, I got five feet reach on both, uh, plus four. That's good, huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, plus four is pretty darn good for a starting character. So what this would be here is, let's say you're going to make an attack at someone, and then you're, let's, let's go with a crossbow first. So your range on the crossbow is going to be 80 feet. Now you can go to a max of 320, but you're going to roll at uh, disadvantage if you go uh, beyond 80 feet. But 80 feet is plenty. You usually won't have to go beyond that. As long as you're within 80 feet, you're going to make a roll on that. So go ahead and then click on the plus two because you get a d20 plus two on this. So go ahead and click on that. Yeah. I'm not go- I'm not going to Vegas uh, next week. Uh, I got a three. <laughs> One plus three. 
<laughs> okay, so unless you're fighting like a rock, you probably won't hit it. <laughs> so that would be a failure. So go ahead and just just roll it again. Let's see if we can get you a high number. Nine plus two, eleven. That's a little okay. better. So let's say that's a, a lower class enemy and it hits. So you're going to roll some damage. So to the right of the plus two is 1d8. Uh, 1d8. So that's going to be piercing damage, which if you high, if you put your cursor over it, it says piercing damage. So if they have resistance to piercing damage, then they only take half damage. If they don't have any resistances, then they just take it full bore. So go ahead and click on the 1d8, and that's going to roll your damage. Old man rolled. Uh, it's a two. <laughs> it's a two? Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, your opponent would take two damage, so they would take that off of their hit points. Once they hit zero hit points, they are unconscious. And let's say they have 12 hit points just like you. Once they hit negative 12, they are dead forever. Okay. There are certain things like magic and whatnot that can, at very, very high levels, that can bring people back. But at a low level like this, pretty much your character is just going to be gone. Unless the DM decides to save you. <laughs> <laughs> but in our campaign, people can die. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. So now let's do the same thing just on the Warhammer, but let's act like you enabled a two-weapon fighting. So since the weapon is versatile and you can have two, one in each hand, you can do two-weapon fighting with this. So what you're going to do is go ahead and click the plus four because you have a plus four to that. So it's going to roll a d20 plus four. So this is the first attack. Let's say the DC on this, this guy's armor class is 14. Okay. We'll make it a little bit more difficult. I rolled a total 15. Okay, so you hit. So go ahead and roll some damage on that one. So it's going to be 1d8 plus two. Six plus two. Okay, so eight total. Mm -hmm. So he took eight damage. And now since you have two weapon fighting, which you can see under bonus action actions in combat so you can hit use a bonus action which is not a full action just a bonus so you you get one full action and a bonus action and movement during a fight all of that in a turn and with certain things you can get more but as starting out that's basically just all you get so as a bonus action you can hit him again with the warhammer so go ahead and do that uh, the same one or yeah yeah, it doesn't matter. They're both the same. Okay. 13. Okay, so that does not hit since his armor class was a 14. So a swing and a miss. And this would be typically when the DM would say why that happened. Let's say you're swinging at the guy. He gets hit, and then he's so dazed that he's kind of swaying back and forth, and then you go to hit him, hit him again, and he just pulls his head back perfectly at that moment, and you just graze his nose a little bit <laughs> okay so now let's scroll down a bit so under actions all which we're on so you see bonus actions to weapon fighting and then also as a bonus action if you wanted to you wouldn't be able to do it this turn because you already used the two weapon fighting bonus action you can use second wind now let's say you're getting low on hp now your character has this, which is pretty cool. So once per short rest, 
and the DM would tell you when you can take a short rest, or you can ask, Hey, can I take a short rest? You can use a bonus action to regain 1d10 plus 1 hit points, so health. So you would roll a d10, and then add plus 1 to it, and on this it doesn't give you that automatic roll thing, so you'd go down to the bottom left, and then go to the d10, which is the third down from the top, and then you'd roll that. <laughs> like I said, I'm not going to Vegas. I got a two. Okay. You get three hit points back, which at a low level is pretty significant. At that point, you would click that box right under that, right under second wind, because you used it. So you won't be able to use it again until you take a short rest. Okay. Opportunity attacks, that's a reaction. Uh, that means that if during battle, one of the opponents, let's say they go to run away and they cross your path and it's usually within five feet I believe if they get within five feet while they're moving you get an opportunity attack and it doesn't even have to be your turn to do it so you'd be able to do a melee attack so you'd be able to smack him with your warhammer while he comes by that is something that you want to keep an eye on because sometimes the DM misses that but uh, if they're a good DM they usually will will catch that when their guys move into your your bubble basically are they able to see everybody's character sheet if you're using this? Yeah, if you're using this, that's what the campaigns are for. That's why I had you join my campaign. So I can see your character sheet and I can change things in it. So I could, let's say you don't know how to do damage. So I would go up to your hit points. Let's say you took two damage and I would just put two damage in there and then you would reload your page and you would see that the damage is down now. I didn't do that, but yes, I could. <laughs> I'll be nice to you. <laughs> okay, so now on this whole thing here, that's all the actions that you can take, this whole thing here. Now, sometimes uh, as you gain weapons, gain certain abilities and whatnot, this stuff will change. You will get cool things. If you want to, let's say, let's say you only want to do an attack. You want to just take out all of that other stuff. So click on attack, and it'll tell you the attacks that you can make. You can make an unarmed strike, you have your warhammers, and then your crossbow. And then go to action. That'll tell you the actions that you can take. You can attack. If you have magic, you can cast a spell. And this is all the one thing that you can do on an action, which you get one per turn. Unless you have a special thing in your class or something that you gain that gives you an extra action. Some characters can do two actions per round. So you'd be able to like do two crossbow hits per round or a crossbow hit and a warhammer. And then the warhammer, you'd at that point, since it's two weapon fighting, you could use your bonus action to do it twice. So you'd get three hits, a crossbow and three or and two warhammers. Does that make sense? Yeah. How do you gain those extra actions? Uh, sometimes it depends on your class. Like when you level up, sometimes it gets it gives you that depending on your class. I know barbarians get that at a certain level. I've never played a fighter, so I'm sure they will get that at at a certain level. Or if you complete certain feats, so as you level up, you can choose a feat or a stat change, which you would get a bonus on a stat of or on two stats of your choice. So let's say you wanted to bump up your strength and constitution by one each so you would do that instead of a feat and certain feats give you bonuses like that 
Okay. I, I'm not sure of anyone that would give you a double action, but they might be out there depending on the situation. All right, and then let's say you want to just know what your bonus actions are. So you click on bonus action, and right now you only have two, the two weapon fighting and then the second wind. And then same thing with reactions. You, The only reaction you have is the standard one, opportunity to attack, so you don't have anything there. And then anything else, other or limited use. So other, you have relentless endurance. So that's a special thing. That says when you are reduced to zero HP but not killed, you can drop to one HP instead once per long rest. So that is pretty cool. That's so an let's orc, say you're, orc thing, I, I assume. Yeah. Yep. So if you drop to zero HP, you just use this and then it bumps you up to one HP and you're back up. It gives you a chance to heal or whatever, or maybe it just gives you a chance to stand up and get hit again. It depends on where you're at. (laughs) (laughs) So you could probably wait until your turn to just use that. That would be pretty cool. Hopefully you got out of that uh, dangerous cave uh, before you uh, dropped to zero. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, limited use. So you have both of those there, the second wind and the relentless endurance. All right, so we already went to inventory before. Let's go back to inventory. So you basically know how to do that. If you're going to add any inventory at any point, like gold or a weapon, let's say you get a bunch of gold. So you see the currency to the right there? Yeah. You have 10 gold, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and click on the 10 gold. Nice. Some DMs like to use copper, silver, all this different stuff, platinum, gold, but it depends with our campaign we only use gold it just makes it way more simple so you don't have to keep track of it, all of this so i hate exchanging say, i hate exchanging currency when i'm in other countries <laughs> yeah so let's not do that <laughs> so let's say you get a thousand gold so go down to adjust currency which is halfway down go under the gold and you can e- either use the up arrows if it's just a few or down arrows you can also type it in. So we're going to type in a thousand and then add, and that'll add it to your currency. Well, how, uh, how did that happen? <laughs> did we, well, you, are we just like, you found a treasure. <laughs> are we like the federal reserve? We're just printing, <laughs> printing money. <laughs> no, as we're all do, as we're doing this with your character sheet, you are on an adventure right now. I <laughs> <laughs> got it. Okay. And you just found a hidden treasure in a cave. That's awesome. Hopefully it'll be this easy all the time. Yeah, totally, right? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and let's say you want to buy a weapon. Let's say you choose a weapon and the DM says, okay, it's that much from the shopkeeper. Let's say it is a thousand gold for this weapon. Go ahead and type in a thousand right under gold again. Then instead of add, we're going to do remove. Right next to currency... You're going to click the gold, oh, which it. says okay. 1,010 now. Right. And that'll bring up the menu. So now go down to gold, put in 1,000, and then click remove. Easy come, easy go, huh? Well, I just <laughs> gave myself two uh, 2,000. Just a minute. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm greedy. Okay, remove. have to remove again. Okay, I'm back down to 10. All right. Now let's put that weapon that you just bought in there. So go to Manage Inventory, which is right under Currency, click it, and then right under Filter, you're going to see a search bar. 
If you're looking for something specific, you could type that in right here. Okay. If you're not, let's say we're just looking for a weapon. So we're going to click filter by type, which is right under that. So click on weapon. Got it. All right. Let's let's do something fun. Let's uh, click on the magical. So it'll be a magical weapon. All right. So now you get all these options here. Let's just pick one in this main thing. If you wanted to load more, you would go load more. And then if you keep going, you'll see that it turns from green to to a blue. And that's more powerful items as the color changes. So you'd be green to blue, and then you'd eventually get up to purple, and you'd get up to gold, and there's just really powerful items. So we're just going to stick to that first part, and let's get you a battle axe plus one. So press add right next to battle axe plus one. Got it. Add to backpack or equipment. Equipment. All right. Nice. So that's how you'll add items. And you could do that not with just weapons, but with like potions of healing or magical staffs or tinder boxes or anything that you buy. I so, like the idea. Or the anything that you find. Antimatter rifle. That's that's cool. <laughs> yeah, not giving you that one. <laughs> so now let's go back to our inventory. So click out of that and go ahead and let's just do this right. And unequip, unequip your war hammers and equip your battle axe. Now, is that a two-handed weapon? This one is. Okay, I'm ready to roll. Oh, no, that is, it is versatile, so you can, yeah, you can have two. Okay, so you have a w- plus one bonus to that. So let's say you want to use that now. So go back to actions, and instead of a plus four, you have a plus five on that now, because it's a plus one battle axe. Certain items will give you certain benefits. This one gives you a plus one to the hit, and then other ones might give you a bonus action to steal the life away from another opponent if they're hit with it, which that is a thing, and it's pretty cool. So now let's move over back over to inventory. You have any questions there? No, that seems seems pretty straightforward. All right, so let's move on. I'll probably need help with the, the hit points and stuff later on, but Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a little confusing. And that's what the DM's for. Cool. <laughs> uh, so features and traits right next to that. So that gives you all of your your features and traits. <laughs> so you've got great weapon fighting. Read that because this is important. You can re-roll a one or two on the damage dice with melee weapons wielded with two hands. Okay. You're doing a two what? two-handed weapon and you roll a one or a two on damage against an enemy you can re-roll those because you have great weapon fighting skill oh and you get the uh, greater of the two rolls well you can just let's say you roll a one you're like oh man you just roll again and if it's greater yes you take that cool if it's a one again you're stuck And then we already know about second wind there and dark vision. You have proficiencies and then relentless endurance. Ooh, and then savage attack. You have that too. So when you score a critical hit, which is a d20, you roll a natural 20. You roll one of the dice an additional time and add it to the extra damage. Oof. So let's say it's 2d8 damage. You would roll 2d8 and an extra d8. So he'd take a ton of damage. 
What's the deal with the, uh, we've only got, I, I haven't chosen any proficiencies? Yeah, that was something in the character building. We'll probably go back to that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's basically it here. Now, class features, it's basically the same thing. You've got animal handling, survival, all the stuff we already know. Racial traits, you've got that relentless endurance, savage attacks, and then feats. No feats yet. I got two feats. What are you talking about? <laughs> Another dad joke. <laughs> okay, so next to features and traits were description. So that gives you your background, and then you can add your personality traits and uh, your bonds, flaws, and your appearance stuff right there when you're ready. And then any notes you need to add is next to description. The notes would be my backstory. Uh, actually, you can do, you can add backgrounds wherever oh, you I want. Oh, I see it. Let's see here. Yeah, so background, uh, yeah, that's your folk hero background. So yes, you would go to notes to add that. Okay. Usually what I do, yeah, they have a spot for backstory. So you would oh, put your backstory there. Cool. And then if you have any enemies in your, in your past, you could put them there. Any allies, any organizations you're a part of. Or just other, whatever you want to put there. So you can just add that stuff there. Extras, you don't really have to worry about extras at this point. But notes is really cool. That's where you get to add all your really cool stuff. Like all the stuff you came up with in your brain. Well, and as the campaign progresses, you would add your the people that you meet in the campaign, correct? Yeah, correct. If you're smart, you would, so you don't forget them. Right, yeah. That would be me. I, You know, I am the old man nerd, and I have old man memory. Okay, so now that we basically run through everything, uh, click back on actions here, and uh, let's go ahead and give you an enemy. Let's say that you stumble onto an enemy, and let's roll some initiative. Am I, am I staying with the battle axe? Uh, you can pick whatever you want. So before you get into battle, you might want to choose what you're going to want to have. Right now you have a battle axe and the crossbow ready. I'm going to drop the battle axe and go back to my war hammers. Okay, so you got to be careful with words. So if you say you drop the battle axe, if you don't pick it up, you don't have it anymore. No, it's in my backpack. <laughs> so you put it away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you said you get your, your uh, war hammers? Yes. Okay, so let's go back to inventory. Let's deselect the battle axe. Oh, I already did. I'm, I've got my war hammers equipped. Man, you're on it. <laughs> okay, so let's roll initiative. So you could either just roll a d20, and since you have no bonus to initiative, it would just be whatever you roll, or you can actually click on the in initiative box where it says plus zero. Okay, so I'm, I'm clicking. Okay. Uh, oh, 17. Okay. The monster rolled a two, so you go first. All right, so let's see what you're going to be battling here. So you walk upon a monster that changes into a box with teeth. <laughs> okay. Because it is a juvenile mimic, so it can shape change. <laughs> okay. You have a box with teeth in front of you. You know it's hostile because you saw it change, and you can do what you want. It's it's one of those it's one of those uh, Amazon uh, Amazon packages with the big smile. So uh, what do I do? I just 
you can do an action. Uh, you can do a movement, and you can do a bonus action. So your movement's going to be up to 30 feet because that's your walking speed. So let's say the opponent is 20 feet away from you. So you can move up to it within five feet and use your Warhammers if you'd like. And then that would be an action and a bonus action. Or you, let's say you take out your battle axe instead and you use that. That would be one action. And let's say you want to do a bonus action. So a different bonus action. So let's say you already took damage and you want to hit it once and then use second wind to regain some HP. So all of that stuff you can do. You okay. can do one movement. You can actually do, you could do 30 feet w worth of movement. So if you want to move 15 feet first and then 15 feet after or 10 feet and then 20 feet or even five and five, whatever, up to 30 feet, you can do it before and after. So you can move in and then move away if you want. I think uh, I am going to just jump into the fray. I'm going to uh, approach all the way up to the box. And with both hammers, I'm going to hit him from from either side of the box and, and smash his head in. Okay, so roll me your first attack roll. So click on the plus four. 17. Okay, 17 hits. Go ahead and roll me some damage. So the 1d8 plus two. Six plus two. Wow. Okay, so you smack that thing and it... So no need to roll again because <laughs> that thing's dead. <laughs> I pulverized that box. It only had seven hit points. It, it, now it really looks like a, an Amazon box that's just been placed on your porch. Smash yes. all to hell. But instead of a grin, it's a frown. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, so that's your first little battle here. Let's say, just for the heck of it, you missed the swing. You uh, rolled like a seven. You missed him, and then you did everything you want to do. You decide not to move away, and then he is up. So he could hit you at, he could take an action at this point, and depending on the monster or the foe, they can do different things. So this guy, only I can see what he can do. Well, I know what he's good at. He's good mm -hmm. at, he's a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> He tries to bite you. I'm going to roll a d20. All right, so 16. So your armor class is 16. So since the attacker matches your armor class, he succeeds. And if he rolled a 15, he would not succeed. So he succeeds in his bite. And then the damage on that would be one piercing damage plus two acid damage. So if you have any resistances, you would put that into effect with the damage, but you don't. So you would take just three damage total. But since you al already pulverized him, he's dead. And that never happened. It I was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> better, much better. Okay. Now moving on, you walk a few more feet and you come across a rabid badger. What do you do? You don't know if it's hostile towards you yet. How far away am I? It is about... 10 feet from you right now. Yeah, I'm going to take the crossbow, right for a headshot. Okay. Now, this is one of those things. You're not actually in battle yet. We haven't said roll initiative or anything like that. So there's a chance that you might not even have to fight this thing. 
But if you go ahead and shoot it, I'm hungry. Yeah, you're just gonna you're just gonna shoot it. Okay, so go ahead and roll me an attack roll with that. So the plus two next to the crossbow. Eighteen. That's a d twenty plus two. All right, so that hits. (laughs) Roll me some damage. Five. Okay, it falls down dead. Nice. Now I got lunch. Now you've got lunch. And now you can uh, now you can make yourself some lunch. <laughs> Honey badger don't play that. <laughs> so now you have defeated a couple of small foes. An Amazon box and a badger. <laughs> uh, cool. At this point, we're going to end our episode. Any questions on any of this that you want clarified before we move on to the next episode next time. No, uh, this is, uh, it's starting to make some sense. It'll take a while, you know, but. Yeah. And it seems complicated. There's a lot to it, but it really isn't once you know where to look. And I'll I'll work on my, I'll work on my character's uh, background and stuff uh, before our next episode. Absolutely. All right. Well, I am the man nerd. I am the old man nerd. And we'll catch you next time. See you later. still here? It's over. Go home. Go!